0: God's precious grace, his mercy, and his peace be multiplied unto each and every one of us this day from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. What are your plans after church today? Let's imagine that you had planned to go to a restaurant, a restaurant you'd heard about, and you would like to try that particular place and so, as you head towards that restaurant with whomever is in your group, you see a large crowd gathered outside, and, and you hear somebody saying something about a reservation, and you think to yourself, uh, oh, I didn't make a reservation. And you get up to the door where you're going to go into that restaurant, and, and sure enough, it says, Reservation Required. Oh, well, we'll just go someplace else, you say, to the group. And you take out your phone and you Google restaurant and you find out there are no other restaurants. Well, we just go home and mom will cook us something to eat. That's okay if we're talking about restaurants and eating lunch today, but that's not what Jesus talks about in the text at all. What Jesus is talking about is getting into heaven, the place where you and I want to spend eternity. And if we don't have a reservation, we don't get in. A man asked Jesus, will only a few people be saved? The reply Jesus gives to that man is more than a little frightening. He declares, make every effort to enter the narrow door because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. We took the children around here through some doorways and such But that wasn't the way to heaven. The way to heaven is there through the cross of Jesus Christ. This world has lots of paths to take us on, but there's only one way to heaven. Jesus tells us, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Without Jesus, we would be among the millions over the ages of time that would be standing outside the door and hearing these words. I read from the NIV translation. They will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, we ate and drank with you and we taught in your streets but he will reply, I don't know you or where you come, away from me. These indeed are frightening words. If we didn't know that the goal of our Heavenly Father is to have every one of us in heaven with him. As a matter of fact, Scripture tells us exactly that. In 1 Timothy 2, 4, we read, God our Savior wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. That's God's will, that all would be saved. If that's his goal, why isn't everybody saved? Because Scripture makes it clear that God has provided the way. And for all persons to be saved, They must follow that one path. That way is through faith in the sacrifice and death and suffering of our Savior Jesus Christ. The cross, that's the way. We must have faith that Jesus has paid the price that at one time had separated us from God, our Heavenly Father, but now has united us because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Once again, the door to heaven is open because of Jesus. He is the narrow way. John the Baptist declares, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the forgiveness of sins. Why are some people saved and others not? Well, some persons just don't believe they're sinners. They don't believe there's any reason to repent. Others, and I've met people like this, people think that they're too bad to be saved. They've given up hope that Jesus will save them because they're so bad in what they've done. That's not true. Still, others refuse to repent. I'm just as good as the next person. I can get there on my own. That's called self righteousness. Repentance is clearly the way that Christ has opened for you and I to get to that pathway. To repent that I know it was my sins that caused Christ to die. I am the one that pierced his hands and feet. I am the one that caused him to go to the grave. And I will, with the help of God, strive each day of my life to change that sinful condition in my life. Sincere repentance. That's what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Sincere repentance. And then the doorway is wide open for you. The next step can be easy or difficult. Depends upon where you're at. The next step is to believe that Jesus' death opened the door. Well, didn't I just say that? Well, yes. When you were baptized, God planted faith in your heart. Faith that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But what have you done with that faith? What are you doing with that faith in your life? Do you still believe in that Jesus that you learned about as a small child? Or are you learning about now as a child and a young person? We're saved by faith given by God. Paul tells us in Ephesians 2, For you it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God so that no one can boast. When we place our salvation hopes in those words we are headed on the narrow pathway to heaven that's the good news God has provided it and we're going down that path the Marines had a motto some time ago I don't know if they still do we're looking for a few good men is that what Jesus is looking for is that what he's talking about with this narrow way well that's ridiculous Why would God send his only begotten son into the world to die for a few people? No. God wants us all there. But there is this one requirement. He makes it clear that we have God-given faith that Jesus died for you, for me. So why isn't everyone automatically saved, then, you would say? Well, because we have a choice. We have a choice, just like Adam and Eve had in the garden. They could choose to eat from the forbidden fruit or not, and they chose not, just like you and I so oftentimes choose not to follow God. I'm busy. I can't make it. I'm doing other things, we say to God. God. Life is going too fast, and I haven't got time to busy myself with this church stuff. Church is good enough for those old people. I'll wait till I'm older. I met a person like that once. He said he was going to become active in church when he got older. He never got got active, and I buried him. Do you remember the third temptation of Jesus by Satan? When he'd come out of the wilderness, Satan took him up on a high mountain and he showed him the whole of the world. And he said, I will give it all to you if you'll bow down and worship me. Now that's a lie. But that doesn't matter. Satan lies to us all the time. Jesus replied, do you remember what Jesus said? Away from me, Satan. It is written, we worship the Lord your God and serve him only. But you see, Satan tempts us the same way every day. And sometimes, sometimes we give in. We see things that we think we want or we should have or whatever, and we don't ask, is this what God really wants for me? Is this the direction and the pathway God would have me travel? No, we just grab. The good news there, too, God has for us is he opens his arms with forgiveness. That's why we're still here. He hasn't called us home yet because he's still holding out his forgiveness and love to you and to me so that we will get down that narrow way again. Listen to God's words. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Acts 2, 21. And a a little longer passage from Ephesians, and listen to what it says. But because of your great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in those transgressions. It is by grace we have been saved. We need God's grace every day, and he offers it. He gives it to you. Or perhaps the simplest passage of all, and Paul was asked by the jailer at Philippi, how do I get to heaven? And he said, simply believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. That's all. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved. But we don't, we're not satisfied with that. You see, the Jews thought they were going to get to heaven because they were relatives of Abraham. They were descendants. They were heirs of Abraham. Many people have that same misconception today. I went to Sunday school when I was a little boy or a little girl, and therefore I'm saved. I was baptized when I was a small child, therefore I am going to go to heaven. An elder visited a member who had of a church who had not been there for a long time and he reminded him of that and he asked him you know if he intended to become more active and the man said no he said well well maybe you'd like to go to a different church where where you would be more happy and and you would attend more often he said no you sure you don't want to change your membership? No, I'm a member there, and I'm going to stay there. You see, he felt that if he was a member of the church, his salvation was sure. That's not the narrow way. Some years ago, another idea was thrown out there in a book series called a left-behind series. Maybe some of you even read it. I don't know. I didn't read it. The idea or the premise of the book was that God would come, and then if you missed the boat the first time, there'd be a second chance that you could get better, and, and you'd get there the second time around. Ladies and gentlemen, you have one life, one chance, one way, there's no second chance. Besides, what makes you think you'd be any better the second time around? I'd probably be worse. There's only one time. This is it. And Jesus finally tells them so that he's talking to a group who thought they were headed to heaven and he says this is what he said, people will come from the east and the west and the north and the south and they'll take their places in the feast of the kingdom of God and you're going to be left out that's not true for you that's not true for you God has prepared the place for you it said that some people are going to miss heaven by 18 inches distance from here to here We get too intellectual sometimes. We get too caught up in in the complicated things of, of the world or faith or whatever it is and we don't simply realize that God wants you to know He died for you. He's your Savior. You don't have to be too sophisticated for that. But you do have to trust in God's plan of salvation. It's His way or no way. Some people know about Jesus. Some people have heard him. Some people even occasionally come into a church. But God looks into the heart, and he sees what's living inside of each one of us. He sees the faith that he planted at the time of our baptism either growing or dying. Jesus says to us, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared for us to do. What good are good works? Two things. One, they allow us to say, thank you, God, for all you've done for me. And two, they can be a reassurance to you and to me that we're on that narrow pathway. Because we're willing and anxious and glad to serve the Savior who provided us the way to eternal life. May God grant you that strong faith today and every day. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. We rise and confess our faith in the way to eternal life.